This week's reading is Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. So I'll just give you a moment to pull that up. All right. Jesus heals the blind Bartimaeus. And they came to Jericho. And as he was leaving Jericho with his disciples and the great crowd, Bartimaeus, a blind beggar, the son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside. And when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And many rebuked him, telling him to be silent. But he cried all of the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stopped and said, Call him. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up. He is calling you. And throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. And Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? And the blind man said to him, Rabbi, let me recover my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way, your faith has made you well. And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. Morning everyone. My name is Jared, I'm the pastor here at HWC. Lovely to see you all here. Um, we are going back in time, kind of, in Mark uh, today, filling in the bits of Mark that we haven't done yet. So we, we jumped to the end uh, for Good Friday and Easter Sunday, and now we're going back and filling in the sort of those four or five chapters uh, there, so we, that's why we're back in chapter ten. And um, today we're going to be thinking about Jesus, the merciful King, uh, who gives not only physical sight but spiritual sight. And we're going to see what it means to follow Jesus on the way. So please pray with me as we do that. Father in heaven, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name. Amen. We begin today uh, with Jesus, along with his disciples, uh, making their way to Jericho. I'm just going to move this out of the way. Now, Jericho was a famous place. Um, who's heard of Jericho? Yeah, great. Pretty much everyone. Uh, where many years before, in the times of Joshua, the walls came a-tumbling down. And many years after, a song was written about just that. <laughs> it's a place not too far from Jerusalem. And, well, it's about 40 kilometers, so relatively speaking, not too far. And Jesus had been making his way to Jerusalem, if you can remember that. Uh, he was going to somewhere where he would be handed over to wicked men and murdered. Jesus had prophesied this a number of times, and he was deliberately heading in that direction, in submission to God the Father and out of his great love for us. Jesus was headed towards Jerusalem. And in the verse directly before today's passage, Jesus says, the Son of Man, which is one of his titles for himself, came to give his life as a ransom for many. Uh, Jesus was headed to his death that he might die our death and in turn give us life. Uh, now Mark doesn't tell us what happened in Jericho, but he does tell us who leaves Jericho with Jesus. Uh, Jesus had arrived with his disciples and he left with his disciples, but also with a great crowd. Uh, Jesus continues to draw the crowds, and Jericho was no different. People wanted to see him, people wanted to hear him, to, to hear his teaching, to receive his healing, to find out about the one that everyone had been talking about. This, this Jesus, they wanted to know where he was, and so many, many people came and gathered around him. And as Jesus was leaving Jericho uh, with, the, with his disciples and with this massive crowd, we're introduced to a man named Bartimaeus. 
Now, Bartimaeus was sitting by the roadside. That's how it's written in the ESV. But to be consistent with how that same word is translated later in the passage, he was sitting by the way. Now, that's significant, so remember that. Bartimaeus was sitting by the way. Uh, He wasn't yet following Jesus. Uh, He wasn't yet a disciple. And he wasn't one of the people from the great crowd from Jericho. He was a man sitting by the way. Bar means son of. So this man... Bartimaeus was the son of Timaeus. It would be like if I called my son Bar Jared instead of Heath. I think we made the right call. (laughs) (laughs) Or in English, we sometimes have these names as surnames like Wilson, Johnson, Robinson. So it could be something like (laughs) Timaeusson. I still think we made the right call. (laughs) Anyway, we're told not only the name of his dad, um, but also that Bartimaeus was blind that he couldn't see, he had no vision. Something that uh, many of us take completely for granted, being able to see, he didn't have. And Bartimaeus couldn't see, and if we look closely throughout this account, the action words here are almost exclusively audio rather than visual. Hearing, calling, crying, and saying, rather than seeing. And most of us rely on our ability to see to do most things. Uh, we, we, we look around, we, we rely on our eyes constantly. But those who are blind cannot do that. There's, there's a darkness to the world, an inability to make sense of everything that's going on around them. Uh, this is such a challenge to live with. And what's more is that Bartimaeus was not only blind, but a beggar. Uh, he was reliant upon others to provide for his needs. There was no NDIS in the ancient Near East. Bartimaeus's life as a blind beggar uh, would have been extremely, extremely difficult. What kind of jobs would have been available to him? What kind of care would he have received? Who would help him in his day-to-day life? How would people have viewed him? In many ways, he was at the mercy of others. And speaking of mercy, when Bartimaeus heard that Jesus of Nazareth drew near, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus knew Jesus's identity. He'd obviously heard of Jesus of Nazareth. Everyone had. Remember the great crowds. Likely Bartimaeus had heard of the things that Jesus had done, of healing people and healing blind people like him too and of casting out demons, and of, and of Jesus' teachings. And whatever it was that Bartimaeus had heard, his response to Jesus of Nazareth shows that he understood who Jesus was. Why? Well, Bartimaeus recognizes Jesus as the son of David. Now, you remember that Jesus' parents were called Joseph and Mary, right? So why is Bartimaeus calling Jesus the son of David? Is he mistaken? Did he get Jesus mixed up with another Jesus whose dad was David? No, Bartimaeus isn't mistaken. He's calling Jesus the son of David because Jesus is descended from King David. And Bartimaeus is recognizing that Jesus is the promised son of David, prophesied to rule as king forever. And he knew that Jesus is this king. And not only did he know that Jesus is this king, he knew that he needed this king Jesus to have mercy on him. Bartimaeus doesn't plead for what he deserves, but for King Jesus' mercy. For Jesus to show him kindness that he doesn't deserve to receive. 
uh, similar to other accounts we've seen where people uh, following along with Jesus told the least and the last to get lost. Uh, we see many people rebuke Bartimaeus. Uh, we see uh, many of these people who had been following along with Jesus um, not really grasping Jesus' teaching on the first being last and the last being first and on welcoming the outcasts and the lowly. They were there for the ride, but they weren't really following Jesus. Um, if, you, if, you, if you see, they, they, they had been following Jesus geographically, but they still needed spiritual sight themselves. So these people said things along the lines of, I imagine, what's wrong with you, you blind beggar? Stop that. Don't bother Jesus. Shut up. Be silent. But instead of being deterred by their rebukes, Bartimaeus cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. Bartimaeus persisted in calling upon Jesus as king and calling for mercy. And Bartimaeus wasn't deterred by worldly opposition to him coming to Jesus. In fact, in the face of such opposition, he cried out to Jesus as king for mercy all the more. He wasn't deterred, but cried out all the more in the face of the opposition. We've seen throughout Mark that Jesus is compassionate. He loves the outcasts and the lowly, and he isn't put off by by people who are outcast by society. He loves Bartimaeus, this blind beggar. He isn't put off by him. The opposite, in fact, he welcomes him in. He calls him to himself. And what an exciting moment this is. Jesus stopped and said, call him. What's going to happen? Jesus had heard Bartimaeus and now instructed the crowd to call Bartimaeus to him. So they did. Take heart. Get up. He is calling you. I love the spring in Bartimaeus' step here. He jumps to his feet. He throws off his cloak. He springs up and he comes to Jesus. Bartimaeus removing his cloak here. Um, is, is also another indication that he recognizes that Jesus is the king. We know this because in the section immediately afterwards, the disciples will lay their cloaks on a, on a donkey colt for Jesus to ride, and people will lay their cloaks in front of Jesus as he rides into Jerusalem as king. Bartimaeus could not yet see with his eyes, but he knew that Jesus is the king, and he knew that he needed Jesus to give him sight. So Jesus asks Bartimaeus what he wants him to do for him. And what a kind question for Jesus to ask him. You can imagine that being, that being the sort of question that a blind beggar in the ancient Near East didn't get asked too often. And to be asked that question by none other than the king himself. Wow. What kindness, what love for Jesus to do that. Bartimaeus says, Rabbi, which means teacher, Let me recover my sight. Bartimaeus knew that Jesus was powerful to give him sight, and so put his request before Jesus the rabbi. And Bartimaeus' request for sight is all the more startling when we realize that in the section immediately before this one, Jesus asked the same question and got a very different answer. If you remember back to when Jesus asked James and John, what do you want me to do for you? It's exactly the same question. Their answer was, to be glorified. Bartimaeus didn't ask for glory. He asked for sight. He wanted to be able to see. And there's a massive difference there, isn't there? Uh, he wasn't, Bartimaeus wasn't aiming at self-glorification. He wasn't trying to big himself up or try and grasp at a place that wasn't his. 
He wasn't thinking in terms of what he deserved. He wanted to see, and he knew that was a gift, not something that he was owed. And he wanted Jesus to kindly have mercy on him, to give him something he didn't deserve. And Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. And right away, Bartimaeus' sight was restored. The blind, begging Bartimaeus could see. And the first person that he saw? Jesus of Nazareth. King Jesus, the son of David, the one who had mercifully, lovingly, kindly given him sight. Bartimaeus had trusted Jesus. He'd put his faith in him. He'd correctly believed that Jesus is truly divine, that he could give him sight. Uh, God made all of us. He made our eyes. He gave us the ability to process the images with our brains so that we can see. And God in the flesh, Jesus, has that same power to give sight to the blind. Bartimaeus trusted Jesus and he received the gift of sight. But more than just physical sight, Bartimaeus received the gift of spiritual sight. Jesus opened the eyes of his heart to see that Jesus is the king and that he was a rebel, that Bartimaeus was a rebel, and that he was in need of rescue, and that Jesus was his only hope, the Savior. And there's even more to this account uh, than the paradigm of physical and spiritual sight, and it has to do with where Bartimaeus goes after Jesus restores his sight. Uh, Do you remember back at the beginning, Bartimaeus sat by the roadside, or literally by the way? Well, he who sat by the way now followed Jesus on the way. Do you see that at the end of verse 52? And immediately he recovered his sight and followed him on the way. So Bartimaeus followed Jesus on the way. But the way where? Which way? The way of the cross. Jesus in all his journeys had been making his way towards Jerusalem. And immediately after this is Jesus' triumphal entry into Jerusalem. Jerusalem, where he would be handed over to wicked men, unjustly sentenced to death, and then ultimately crucified. So for Bartimaeus to follow Jesus on the way was to quite literally follow him to the cross. But following Jesus on the way to the cross, the way of the cross, is more than just geographic orientation and then witnessing Jesus die on the cross. To follow Jesus on the way of the cross is to follow his example. Following the crucified king means following not only to see him die, but to die ourselves. It's to follow Jesus' example of laying down one's life for the benefit of others. To deny oneself, take up our cross and follow Jesus. Bartimaeus, the blind beggar who had been sitting by the way, after receiving the gifts of physical and spiritual sight from the Lord Jesus, follows Jesus on the way to the cross, knowing that Jesus would be crucified and knowing that he too would would go on to, to be denying himself, taking up his cross and following Jesus. And in many ways, Mark puts Bartimaeus forward as the example for us to follow. Like Bartimaeus, we find ourselves naturally blind Uh, spiritually, and beggars in need of God showing us mercy. We find ourselves unable to make sense of everything in the world around us, unable to, to know by nature how to rightly relate to God, and unable to solve the problem of our sin, our separation from God. 
And so we find ourselves blind spiritually and desperately in need of God showing us mercy as beggars. Like Bartimaeus, we need to call upon Jesus as King, Jesus the Son of David, and we need to ask Him to have mercy on us. Not asking for something, not asking to get what we deserve, which is God's judgment, but asking for His mercy, for Him to give us His kindness, which we don't deserve, and calling upon Jesus the King to do that. He's this compassionate, He is the compassionate King, and so we come to Him asking for His mercy. And like Bartimaeus, we need to ignore the world's attempts to hinder us from coming to Jesus. I, I don't know about you, but I, I know that it, it, it can be difficult out there in the world. Um, and our world doesn't like the idea of us coming to Jesus. Many people will try and hinder us from, from coming to Jesus. But we need to be like Bartimaeus, who when faced with such opposition didn't back off from crying out to Jesus, but cried out to Jesus all the more, recognizing that he needs Jesus desperately, and we do too. So when we face opposition, cry out to Jesus all the more. And like Bartimaeus, we need to ask Jesus to give us sight, not glory. James and John had asked for glory, which is not the right thing to do, but it's, it's the natural thing that we all do, asking for glory for ourselves. But that's not right. What we need is to ask God to make us see. To see Him for who He is, the great and glorious one, and to see ourselves for who we are, sinners deserving of His judgment, and to see His love and kindness in coming to save people like us. And like Bartimaeus, we need to put our trust, our faith in Jesus, the fully God, fully man, Savior, the only one who can help us uh, the only one who can restore and reconcile us to God and restore that relationship, being God himself. And like Bartimaeus, we need to follow Jesus on the way of the cross. Our lives are not our own. They don't belong to us. They were bought with the price of Jesus' blood. And we're called to follow his example of living our lives based on the pattern of the cross. Self-denial self-sacrifice for the benefit of others. That's what our King does. That's what Jesus does. And that's what he calls us to as well. So let's be like Bartimaeus and encourage one another all the more to that end. Uh, will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, thank you that you are the compassionate King. Thank you that you are not put off by those our world is put off by. The outcasts, the lonely, those who are looked upon uh, in, in negative ways. People like Bartimaeus, the blind beggar. But thank you, Jesus, that you don't, uh, you don't hold him back, but you call him to you and you call us to you. So we come, Lord, and we come asking that you would open the eyes of our hearts so that we may see you as you are, the great and glorious one, and that we may see ourselves and the sinners that we are, and that we may receive the gift of salvation and mercy and grace. And that, Lord, you, by your Holy Spirit, would cause us to follow you on the way, where we take up our cross, deny ourselves, and live for you, following you, Jesus. Help us to remember the great cost 
the infinite cost you paid on that cross, Lord, and help us to remember that our lives are not our own, but that they belong to you, and help us to live for you always. And it is in your precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen.